If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're with a leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about the Chicago Help Initiative and the film I Have a Name, which has a world premiere in about 10 days. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org uh, or BraveHeartsRadio.org, you can find all the past episodes of the uh, Bravehearts Radio in the show links section. You can also find a place to donate now if you like the work that we're doing and would like to help us to continue to do this. Uh, today I have uh, as my guests uh, Jacqueline Hayes, uh, Lucia Morrow, and Heather Edson. Uh, leaders in the uh, uh, Chicago Help Initiative, just the Chicago um, Help Helping Chicago, uh, okay. and in particular with the uh, with with the film "I Have a Name." Um, just uh, uh, by uh, by way of making connection, this spring uh, I was uh, at, at an NSA event, National Speakers Association event. I was. Um, uh, to inter- introduce Ellen Rogan, and Ellen, uh, I, I really liked her, her, her story. So we uh, we had a great conversation, and and I was um, I was telling her about a time when I when I rode into Chicago on the train. I live uh, about forty miles west of the city, you know. So rode into Chicago on the train uh, about halfway in. A friend of mine got on. We chatted on the way in, visited, and got off the train, crossed over the bridge on the river by Ogilvy train station. And there was a guy on the bridge that I'd seen before shaking a cup. And uh, so I would keep some bills in my right pocket, and I put a couple bills in his cup and uh, my friend Monica turned to me and she said, "That's Fred." And uh, it 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 just it it just hit me that uh, uh, that that was an aha moment, and it and and it kind of stopped Ellen in in her tracks too. She said, "I gotta connect you with Jacqueline Hayes," and <laughs> she said uh, they're working on a film with the Chicago Help Initiative called I Have a Name. And that became, became the journey that uh, connected us, Jacqueline. And uh, that, that was this spring. So we've, uh, we've, had, um, we've had a couple of, of visits. Uh, you were on the show. We've run that show a couple of times. It's been a very popular, well-received show on Bravehearts Radio. And I think it's a great story about uh, the idea yeah about the idea of being a brave heart and i wanted to see is 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 there an aha moment for you uh that uh initiated the chicago help initiative when when they started it you mean the beginning yeah Uh, Yeah. the aha moment was um i'm a real estate broker and i do retail leasing on michigan avenue and oak street and the city closed Lower Racker Drive in November of 1999. And a goodly number of the homeless would come and live in the doorways of the spaces I was attempting to lease. And I had to chase them out of there because they were going to hurt me and my business. 
And my aha moment, if you want to call it that, was I felt guilty afterwards from shooing these people away from a place that they were safe. And so I gathered together various organizations, and um, ultimately the Chicago Health Initiative was created. Um, I've had a couple of other aha moments since then. I had seen a documentary uh, about Mother Cabrini that Lucia Moro uh, created, and in doing that, I asked her if she ever thought of doing a documentary on the homeless. And there followed the documentary we just um, we created. And, of course, it was finished uh, when COVID was starting. So we had to put an addendum to it to make it make some more sense to now. But th- mm-hmm. that experience was an amazing experience as well because we learned um, in putting that documentary together that, um, we probably Lucia and I probably grew up in the same we grew up in the same neighborhood, and our fathers worked for the same company when we were growing up. We didn't know that, of course. And then, curiously enough, uh, to carry that another step forward, I was asking Heather to help me uh, with the documentary and and Lucia, and it turns out that they knew each other. So I think what we've realized. <laughs> from the beginning is that it's a small world and we all have some relationship to each other and we all have to look out for each other and that's sort of what I Have a Name is all about. Yeah, and I, I think it was a, an organic process and that uh, there's somehow destiny, fate brought us together and uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was really meant to be and it felt so right from the very beginning when Jacqueline and I met at Assumption Catholic Church where I was showing my Mother Cabrini documentary. And of course, Heather, we go back <laughs> to Loyola, our connection to Loyola. <laughs> yes, we first met in 2014 um, when Lucia's first film, In My Brother's Shoes, was being released. And so... At the time, I was working um, in the multimedia team uh, at Loyola University Chicago and had reached out to Lucia to schedule a time to take her portrait, and we hit it off and spent a good hour and a half or so talking about film and just about life, and, and strangely enough, ironically, that is also about the time that I first met Jackie, so it's, it's so interesting to see how we've all... Amazing. Together, more than six weeks or six years later. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's like the the more you the more you talk to people, the smaller the world gets. And Heather, I think you, I remember when when you and I had our, our conversation a few weeks ago. Uh, you you told the story about how you uh, um, J- Jackie um, connected with you or contacted you and said, and and there was a, a realization that, oh, I know, we, we're already connected, something like that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Jackie has a way of kind of bringing people on to projects. And so when I first met Jackie um, many years ago, I was working on a um, photo project taking some pictures of a student at Loyola who was volunteering and that student happened to be volunteering at Jackie's place, which was a dinner program that Jackie had started at the Lawson house in Chicago. Um, And Jackie happened to be there that night. And she, I I learned more about Chicago health initiative at that assignment. And she uh, managed to get me to volunteer with the, uh, with Chai for six years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course, 
fast forward to um, this documentary, yes, uh, Jackie first left me a voicemail message and said, there's this documentary I want to create with the Chicago Help Initiative and this filmmaker, Lucia Moro. Give me a call back. <laughs> so that was that well, point of like, wait a minute, light bulb. I recognize that name. How do I know that? <laughs> well, you know, I want to add too about about uh, Jackie uh, corralling people and in bringing them together and getting them excited and involved. So this was would have been in March of 2019 that I met Jackie at our film screening. So I'd say it was just a couple weeks later, and, and Jackie said, well, Lucia, you have to come to our Wednesday meal program and see all of what we do and how multifaceted it is. So I, I came there. We had a little meeting, and I was going to uh, primarily observe. You can't do that when you're working with uh, Jacqueline. So um, I actually, I was involved. I remember, Jackie, you handed me a big right, basket right. of hand sanitizer. You said, Lucia, go yeah. pass these out to the guests and do this. You know, so... <laughs> So I, from the, the get-go, I felt so connected to the guests and to the volunteers and how they really nourish each other. So I was also, in a way, participating um, in those meals. I went a couple of times before we actually decided and confirmed the production schedule and the actual filming. Uh-huh. And, you know, and Heather was also a volunteer. Well, it's a um, very addictive experience. There's nothing more... Uh, meaningful to an individual than to know you're helping somebody else. And I've often wondered who benefits more, those that are in need or those that are, are volunteering to help, because we, we are rewarded so highly as well. And it's, it's an amazing experience. And the relationships that we have uh, as a volunteer, so to speak, with a guest is, is uh, ongoing. It's just ongoing, and it's just a, an amazing thing. And, and it is something that shows that each one of us is an individual, a human being. I have a name is is what that title means. We're we're somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 uh, you know, I say the more you talk to people, the smaller the world gets. And the the you you make this connection with individuals, and there's there's a, a real sense that. That the uh, the the people are they're not they're not homeless people they're they're people, and they right. have aspirations mm-hmm. they want to get back you know to their life. You're absolutely right, and and sometimes they have no self respect because when they are on the street, people don't even look at them, and mm-hmm. so that was one of the things by coming to one of our meals, we would provide them with. Um, uh, programs that would allow them to gain a little self-respect, which actually influence them to really make an effort to get off the street. In the past, maybe they would go and try and get housing, and they'd be rejected, and mm-hmm. so then they wouldn't try anymore. This way, we gave them the inspiration to try, and uh, we've had so many wonderful. We have so many wonderful stories to share about how people were impacted by the arts club or classes or the, even the, the knitting classes, certainly the reading and the writing and the math and chair yoga. We have so, and, mm-hmm. and a jobs club. We help them get jobs. It's, it's been amazing, and we are so, oh, I don't know. We're so sad right now because of COVID. We can't have our large groups together. We are still providing meals but it's not the same as the all-encompassing efforts that we were able to put forth in the, in the past. 
and um, uh, in some instances, I am in communication with a goodly number of our guests because some of them do have phones, and some of them are not homeless, but they live in shelters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we are able to communicate, but it's just so sad that we can't keep up our relationships that we had before during COVID, and we're well, we're hoping for a change one of these days soon. I hope. Yeah, you know, there's there's something in in the uh, in the trailer for I have a name. There's uh, a, a, one of the one of your guests, Deborah, uh, and she makes a statement about just being around other people. Yeah, is, is, right. It's so it's so important, and and I suppose that's that's really uh, something that's uh, that's been a whole lot different under COVID. So. Um, yeah, we miss the human connection so greatly. I think it's actually affecting um, individuals psychologically to just mm-hmm. not, not being able to, I mean, this whole idea of social distancing is the antithesis of what life yeah. is. And, you know, it's, I can't uh, tell you how many volunteers have called up and said uh, I, I, how much they miss it, that it's a void in their life as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one-sided, as I said. It is. It was fulfilling for both sides. Yeah. Well, you know, one of my uh, one of my heroes, one of my mentors, was uh, Albert Schweitzer, and a quote that I remember from him is, uh, "I don't know what your destiny will be, but I do know that the only ones among you who will be truly happy are those who have sought and found a way to be of service to others." And uh, when you say people are doing it because it makes them feel good, yeah, it, it, that's it's part of the path to true happiness is serving other people. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've got a great conversation going. We're going to go to a break and uh, come back uh, to uh, Bravehearts Radio with the uh, Chicago Help Initiative celebrating 20 years of uh, helping the the people in Chicago this year. And the film, I Have a Name, which debuts in 10 days. Uh, Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Today, we're talking about the Chicago Help Initiative and the film, I Have a Name, debuts in 10 days. Uh, You can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org, braveheartsradio.org, the chicagohelpinitiative.org. There's no the, it's chicagohelpinitiative.org. And uh, you can find ways to be involved and contribute there if you care to do that. Uh, you know, we're doing all of our um, our meetings by Zoom. And so mission building retreats, thought leader summits by Zoom video. This coming weekend is the uh, fourth installment of uh, Daniel Gutierrez's uh, Catalina retreat in uh, the Sacred Valley of the Incas in Machu Picchu, Peru. I've uh, been to three of them so far, and it's well worth it. That's a Catalina uh, virtual retreat in, uh, in, in Peru. Um, take, a, take a look at that. Uh, guest today, Jacqueline Hayes, Lucia Morrow, Heather Edson. Um, wanted to ask you about the uh, when, when, the, when you uh, started um, uh, creating the film, I Have a Name, uh, how did how did that come together? What were the plans, and then what are, what are the plans now for the uh, for its world pr- premiere upcoming? Um, yes, Brian, well, one of the is things the that we wanted the- to show, and and Lucia was able to put it to Lucia and Heather were able to put it together. We wanted to show by showing by involving our guests in um, life building experiences that allowed them to get off the streets. Mm-hmm. And um, I think then, Heather, I mean, Lucia, maybe you'll say how we decided to break it up into oh, yes. areas. and a... Yes, well, as, as the writer-director, I had to really create an arc and put together um, the story that how are we going to tell a meaningful, balanced story that's going to essentially put a face on homelessness or individuals experiencing homelessness and do that with respect and dignity. And what stood out to me was what we discussed a little earlier about uh, the fact that the the guests and the volunteers receive so much from from each other. And I, I really wanted... Uh, all those individuals to have an opportunity to tell their stories. So I wanted to put the guests and the volunteers and all those who assist uh, front and center. Um, I, I also decided that the best way to structure the film would be to divide be to divide it into six parts and that was a reflection of the Chicago Help Initiative's own program so we go from food to shelter to healthcare emotional well-being adult education and job training and the arts uh, so then, you know, then later with COVID-19, we were able to uh, take a day uh, where we filmed an epilogue to show where the Chicago Health Initiative is and, and interview more of the guests and see where, where they're at today. 
so by having that structure, it then allowed us to schedule the interviews. And, you know, we did 50 interviews. And, you know, we were in production exactly one year ago. We, we started production in October of 2019, and uh, it was a 10-day production schedule. We, we had one more day that we, we filmed in November, and then the COVID-19 epilogue happened in June of 2020. So we accomplished a great deal. You know, and as you know, film is visual. So uh, it was a goal of mine to get a lot of B-roll of the city, of these, of the cityscapes that a person in need, a person who's experiencing homelessness, what is their world like? What does their world look like? And that's why we have so many exteriors of the of the city. There are classic images. You know, the whole film opens with the shaking of the cup. We see mm-hmm. the a sign that a person holds. We see a cart with belongings, but then we move it into the Chicago Help Initiative and all those uplifting programs that they're doing. So that was the arc that I wanted, the journey that I wanted to take the audience on. Mm-hmm. And Heather, you uh, very involved with this too as a, as a, as a writer and editor. Yes. I, so my background is more in, um, well, photography, photojournalism first, and then mm-hmm. um, video production. And now, fortunately, I've been able to segue into film, which has been a really um, just incredible experience because it's such a longer format than some of my shorter video work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the editing process, um, Lucia really did you know, a magnificent job of breaking up the story into six parts because, as you can imagine, 50 interviews, trying to fit that into a one-hour film, it's a lot of people to try to fit into that time frame. Um, but doing so in you know an eloquent way where you're really able to capture kind of the most empowering sound bites that come from each individual, it was then my job to sort of piece that together along with um, the B-roll that we had and also trying to capture other footage if necessary or find other photos to go um, with some of the storyline um, because we had hoped uh, to capture just a little bit more um, of the work that was being done um, at the Chicago Help Initiative. Um, and then, of course, the pandemic hit. And so we had to find other ways to make sure we were filling in all of the visual assets and pieces of the film. Um, and so I think having that story arc of, of being able to tell the story in six parts really helps the viewer kind of see the, the structure and like all of the great work that Chicago Health Initiative does and its partners. And I think Lucia did a really fantastic job of being able to distill a lot of those interviews so that I could then kind of piece them together on the timeline. Yeah. Yes, and I, and, and I think, too, it's great having Heather on set, too, at times. Because, you know, I, I want to point out that, so um, the, the documentary, I Have a Name, is co-produced by Show Help Initiative and In My Brother's Shoes, Inc., which is our not-for-profit. And uh, collabor- we collaborated with my crew, who is Flightless Bird Creative. So we had a director of photography, assistant director, sound recordist, um, Heather, on, I mean, Heather, many, multiple roles of being on set, photography, editing. You know, so we were a very... Um, um, a small but powerful crew. 
And then there's yeah, the music yeah. element. So Harmony, Hope, and Healing, you know, who is a partner of Chicago Health Initiative. Right. And we, we film them, so often it's rehearsing, you know, at the uh, Shy Meals and meal, other yeah. places. And then, um, you know, my composer, Enzo DeRosa, who I've worked with on all my films, compo- he composed the instrumental music. So it was well, a great a, collaborative yeah. effort. And I do want to point out once again that while Chicago Health Initiative uh, sort of is the catalyst in it all, we have amazing partners that allow us to provide the different services and different um, uh, outreach programs for our guests. Because we we just started the whole program, the whole organization, just by feeding people. And each time we learned of a new need or a new discovery... If we couldn't accomplish it, we went to some place that already did, and they became our partner, like the Night Ministry. Or Catholic Charities, as a, for instance, was a good partner. Or we, we have partners all over the city that would help us accomplish a lot of things. Sinai Chicago helped us with the art, art classes. and we, we were just so blessed. But I think that there are a lot of people that do understand that the homeless do have a name. They are important. They are they are us. Just one one slip up in life can cause us to experience what they're experiencing. And mm. so I can only applaud everybody for helping. Well and it really speaks to I mean I think just drawing back to what Lucia said a moment ago about, you know, what a collaborative effort the film was to to make, um, thanks to you know, all the interviews that with Jackie and other partners and the people, the crew and everybody that came together to help to participate in the making of that film in a similar fashion, the Chicago health initiative is really a sum of all of these partnerships and collaborative effort as well. And, you know, I think um, to your point, what you said earlier, Brian, how we really truly are connected, you know, I think anything um, that comes out successfully or when you have, whenever you have a great, product because of the work of so many um, and it truly speaks to I think how many people um, cared enough to see that this film got made um, and cared enough to participate um, and I think that that will shine through in some of the interviews and, and the, the film itself. Yeah, I, I I really like the idea that uh, if you um, if 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 there's something that someone needs and you don't do it, you find a way to do that. And we have a question we're always asking. I call it the courageous question. We ask the daring question: What if it were possible? We unlock opportunities to be of service to others in ways that were previously unimaginable. And what if it were possible? Really was uh, was well. What if it were possible to do both? I'm going to have. Uh, go to go to a movie or go out for dinner. You know, what if it were possible to do both? What if it were possible to feed people and educate them? What if it were possible to educate them and give them the arts? What if we, all of these things that uh, that go in? And I I think uh, Jacqueline strikes me as as someone that that um, uh, doesn't doesn't uh, uh, never never had one of these. You know, that's not my department. Uh, approaches to things. <laughs> You're right. right. No, we have to wear many no, hats. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I, absolutely. I think Jacqueline is kind of the thread that the foundation that's brought so many of these people together. You know, I think it's because Jackie, you've been able to really make connections and see connections amongst people and amongst groups where 
we may not have even seen that ourselves, you know, and I think that really is a gift and that speaks to the success of the Chicago Health Initiative over the last 20 years and just the amazing work that's been able to be accomplished and the people that have continued to come back year after year to be a part of all of the programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the word unstoppable comes to mind. You know, I, I, you know, Jackie is out there all the time. I mean, even when the the pandemic started, and you know, we do have that uh, in the um, epilogue. Where, I mean, Jackie's mm-hmm. with her mask and and gloves, and with all the volunteers and packing the bagged lunches, and you know. <laughs> I, I think you're out yeah. every day, Jackie, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I think you're ever home for <laughs> any more than yeah, a few hours. Uh, every time I'm, I'm, I'm just ever really anxious of what's going to happen when the um, uh, evictions start, because a lot of people mm-hmm. may still have housing right now, but when, when the moratorium is off on the evictions, they're not going to have the money to pay it all back, and I think that they're going to be out on the street. Now, I also have to say that I feel sorry for the guy who owns a three-flat, and he's not getting his rent, so he's going to probably lose his property. It's like a never-ending spiral, and we're going to really have to be ready to help each other and understand each other far more than we ever thought we would have to with all of this pandemic and everything that's come out of it. So. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and I just want to quickly pick up mm-hmm. on on that idea because, you know, when going back to the film, this this ties in with the future because, um, you know, what what we didn't want to do, and I certainly didn't want to do this, was make a promotional video about the mm-hmm. Chicago Health Initiative. This is a full length documentary film. It's multifaceted. It's it also talks about what may may contribute to homelessness and the multiple factors involved with that. Um, We're looking at the partners. We bring in other uh, organizations like Chicago Street Medicine. So it it stretches out quite far. And I think where Chicago Health Initiative comes in is as a model program that that it could be a model for other organizations, for um, city agencies, you know, um, for social work organizations, law schools, that, that our uh, original goal was to take this film in person and to screen mm-hmm. it for those organizations, also um, police departments, so that there's a mm-hmm. better understanding and that shy serves as that as that example, um, and this is what we hope to continue to do, but we're going to be doing it virtually. Mm-hmm. So, that, well, so we still want to continue, but I want to stress that, that it's actually, you know, it, it's a larger piece. It's something that will help and assist other organizations, especially at such a critical time now with COVID-19 and, and you know, all, all the other issues that, are, that we're facing right now. In a way, multiplying the efforts of other organizations by the by the by the connection. So, uh, right. we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back uh, with the uh, Chicago Help Initiative and the film uh, "I Have a Name." On the other side of sixty seconds, stick with us. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. 
Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. Today we're talking about the Chicago Help Initiative in the film I Have a Name. Uh, you know, I'm uh, coming into the third segment, I always do uh, uh, give a shout-out to the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great uh, supporters of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity that uh, is uh, makes Bravehearts Radio spon- uh, possible. Uh, today is uh, October 12th, and they've got several of them. Farmer's Day, Free Thought Day, Gumbo Day, Kick Butt Day, <laughs> Native American Day, Online Bank Day, Savings Day, Vermont Day, and Columbus Day. And, uh, you know, Columbus Day was always a, a day off from school when I was a kid, you know. So uh, uh, that, that's uh, that's one of the, the, the bold-face uh uh, in the in the uh, National Day calendar. Uh, hey, if you want to connect with us, BraveHeartsForKids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org for all the past shows. The Sh- uh, Chicago Help Initiative is uh, ChicagoHelpInitiative.org, and you can find ways to be involved, and ways to donate, and contribute to that. Find the uh, uh, you can find the, sh- the, uh, the 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 premier event there too. I suppose is that right? Uh, well, you can see the uh, trailer, and then on the 22nd is when we have our virtual showing of the entire do- documentary. That's and what I was thinking. You can, you, can, uh, you can register to, register to be there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's going to be, um, actually, I'll be hosting. So, you know, um, we're going to be doing it virtually, but... Um, Jacqueline Hayes, Doug Fraser, who's the executive director of Chicago Health Initiative, and myself will be offering opening remarks. We're going to show the one-hour film. And then afterwards, Jeannie Barnett, who's a board member, will be acting as moderator for questions that we'll be taking virtually. You know, it'll be a Zoom format. Mm-hmm. Done a lot of Zoom lately and even recorded yeah. some shows on, on, on Zoom. Uh, and and uh, in, in the uh, uh, in the uh, the hour lead up before the show today, I went and registered to uh, to attend. So uh, look, I, I am looking forward to that. Uh, you know, in, in the trailer, I, I noticed uh, a couple of things that, that are pointed out uh, that there are 80,000 
uh, people that are that are considered homeless in uh, in Chicago land. Uh, you talk mm-hmm. about nourishing the whole person. Uh, words that stood out for me were um, empowers and know them as people. And then a mm-hmm. word that that comes up, it comes up in the trailer, and it's come up repeatedly today in our conversation. Respect. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. When when someone gives you no value, you become valueless yourself. So you need people to acknowledge you as a human being and treat you with respect, and then you stand up taller. And that's true for all of us. And you've got so. some some great some great uh, stories of people that that have um, uh, that have um, uh, improved their lives through the, oh the God, work yes. that does that uh, Chicago Health does. You know, I think and, one and of the, the COVID nineteen you had mentioned, Jackie. It wasn't John Riley. I mean, he has this yeah. incredible story of what just happened. Right, and right. getting housing. And John um, was uh, there was some suspicion. He was at the uh, Franciscan House shelter, and there was some suspicion that he had COVID. And um, what was happening is that a lot of these shelters had to decompress because if they could handle a hundred people before, they had to, you know, do the six the six feet distancing and stuff like that. So that's when the city rented some hotels. And he was sent to 166, uh, the Hotel 166 on Superior. And um, his, his the, they discovered he did not have COVID, but here he was for most of the period in a hotel room having room service with food. And it was an entirely different experience for him. But what's more important is he developed a relationship with the doctor that was at that hotel. That doctor um, arranged for John to have an ear operation because John was unable to hear in one ear. He now, his hearing is much better. And then subsequently to that, they found him permanent housing. So he, and he has come and helped on Wednesdays, helped us on Wednesdays to put together our hot to go meals. So oh, again, full circle. Wow. you know, it's just, yeah, so now instead of, instead of, you know, being, quote, homeless, he's got a house, a home, and he's helping, he's helping others now. So it, it is a beautiful story, and, you know, out of, of difficult times, we have some good stories, so that's, that's promising. But I'm, I'm still very anxious about other people that aren't going to benefit as well, so... Anyhow, but that's just one story. We have others as well, too. But uh, John stands out. Uh, well, well, and I think about someone like Lamont Burnett, who's a guest and who's a housing oh, yeah. activist. I mean, he's out there so much. I mean, he's um, uh, talking with the, the mayor's office. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he yeah. won't back down. He's a great supporter of affordable housing and, uh, the you know, maintaining the... Um, you know, the, the SROs in the city. Right, so right. he's really on top of it. And, and I remember he said that Chicago Help Initiative helped reignite his activism. Yeah, uh, it did. So there, it did. There, you know, Sam Banerjee we interviewed in the epilogue, who um, oh, Sam, a very yeah. active member of Shy, who, who uh, recovered from COVID-19. So he, right. he shares that but story as well. Still, he still does have uh, mi- migraine headaches, which is really a problem. So, 
we're, we're watching out for him. But, you know, like Deborah is, is still active with her art. And Big Mama just did mm-hmm. Just painted something on um, Chicago Avenue on one of the bu- the uh, boarded up buildings. They asked her uh-huh. come Did and she really? Do some- oh, yeah, she was wonderful. Somebody I was going so. to bring up because the first time I met Big Mama was on the streets of Michigan Avenue, right in front, right across the street from um, the. Macy's. <laughs> she was uh-huh. outside, and I had a conversation with her. And then years later, I, you know, recognized her, and of course met her at Chicago Health Initiative. And then she yeah, was interviewed, yeah. and I got some more insights into her story and what this um, program has done for her, and what the community, um, being a part of this community within Chicago Health Initiative, has done for her. And so. Um, She's somebody that's very close to my heart just because she remembered me. She remembered the first time that we met on the street as well. (laughs) I think, you know, that sort of connection just sparks more connections. And it really um, shows how Chicago Health Initiative has created this community, even though it is now, unfortunately, you know, we can't be as in person as we'd like to be. Um, So much more it's virtual, still hearing that, people are doing so much to try to continue to give and to be a part of the community. Um, I don't know. It speaks volumes yeah. about what this organization has oh, been able to accomplish. Yes. Yes. You well, know, and I'm, the I'm in touch. It seems almost daily with Deborah Whitehead, who's a you know, photographer, yeah, yeah. and she's such a skilled photographer. We're, we communicate through Facebook. I mean, almost every day, she has so inspired my life. I mean, I I just feel extremely close to her, yet we can't get together in person. But if we could, I'd love to be meeting her, you know, every week. We could just have these profound conversations about life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, she had the the, the statement about just being around other people is so important. Yes. Yeah, well, it is, it is. And and we were we were you know homeless or volunteer. We were a family. We were a family in that room, and we cared for each other. And and as I said, my volunt- some of my former volunteers call me up and say that there's such a void in their life. They're missing this so tremendously. And so hopefully one of these days we'll be back. We do. In the past, we would feed 200 people a week. Mm-hmm. Now we're feeding approximately 30. 32, 3,500 people a week. Now, it's not in a face-to-face, sit-down setting because we can't do that. But on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, the Chicago Health Initiative stands in front of Catholic Charities from 10 until 10.30 every morning, and we collect bag meals. And um, our volunteers and other supporters will drop off bag meals. Some people will drop off five, some will drop off... 10 and some people drop off 100. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, typically on a Saturday we collect about 900 bag meals and then we take them to various different organizations around the city that have closed down that can't provide meals right now. And um, there for a while um, th- there was a couple um, that said, oh, we Martin Temple as a for instance on the, on the um, Grand Crossing area had said, we talked to our parishioners and they're going to provide the bag meal, so thank you very much. We don't need it any longer. They have now Mm. called us up because word has gotten out that they are providing bag meals 
and that their parishioners can't provide enough. So we're making mm-hmm. bag meals from for them again. And other wow. churches on the south and the uh, west sides have heard about us, and they're calling us and asking us for meals. So we collect these bag meals that have a sandwich, a piece of fruit, juice, and juice and or water and chips and cookies or something like that in them. Other people end up putting a pair of socks or whatever. You know, it depends on how giving each person feels like. But the bags are pretty substantial. And then uh, we'll collect them in front of Catholic Charities, as I said. And then we have volunteers that are ready to take 200, we'll put it in their car, 200 bag meals, and they'll take it to the place on the south side or the north side or wherever we need them. So we need bag meals and we need drivers to take them to places. But as I said, we are increasing the number of people that we're feeding. And, and you know, another thing, I, I can tell you the first time it happened on a Saturday, a car drove up and I went over to say hello to see if they were dropping off bag meals. And this person said, in a car, a man saying, I need a, I need a meal. And I looked at him and I thought, what? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, just because he has a car, doesn't mean that he doesn't need food. Mm-hmm. Could be he's out of job. He maybe is even living in that car now, doesn't have housing. Mm-hmm. And more and more since that first experience, there's somebody that's always driving by, shaking, wanting food. So we're, we're ready to help however we can. And we also did arrange for um, the Census Bureau to come and do take census uh uh, fill out census forms in front of Catholic Charities, and we're trying to do everything that we can to keep these people involved in maintaining their lives however we can at this time. So The, the respect and the dignity and and uh, the things that, uh, that, that really matter uh, at the core for for a person. Uh, hey, we uh, are up against our final break of the uh, of the show. Uh, we will be back uh, with uh, uh, with Jacqueline Hayes, Lucia Morrow, and Heather Edson on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Yeah, and welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold. I am the mission specialist, and we're talking about the Chicago Help Initiative, the film I Have a Name. And over the break, we were kind of uh, uh, trying to figure out well, how we're going to get everything in here that we got to 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 uh, to, to finish the the show today. And uh, one thing that we're in agreement on is uh, the Chicago Help Initiative has done a wonderful job, and uh, and I think we need to have another show in November. So uh, I'll let uh, I'll let you take it away, uh, Jacqueline. Do uh, you want to go first? Well, one of the things I wanted to add was that um, while we can't have people in the dining hall and we can't continue our programs, oh, there are a couple of agencies that we've been working with. One is um, housing for abused women on the south side, and we are attempting to put together um, a virtual educational program for them because they are in this housing and, and they can um, so and our, our tutors that were in our, our adult learning program are prepared to do this online so we're working that through um, we have other ideas but it's, it's taking some time and it's a little longer people really have to have computers in order to participate in these programs so we're trying to figure out other ways of doing things that we can still reach the same population and provide the incentives that they need to improve their lives. Mm-hmm. And Lucia, final thoughts? Uh, yes, well, uh, little did we know that one year ago when we started production, how important it would be to have a film that chronicles and really captures the Chicago Help Initiative and its partners, I think, vibrancy and the empowerment of the programs, you know, because here we are in this surreal uh, alternate universe of COVID-19 where we can't really connect in person. So we have that whole part of the, of the that whole, the bulk of the film that showing what, what Shai has been doing for these 20 years. And uh, I think that's very special with, of course, the addition of the epilogue um, on, on COVID-19. Uh, I just want to uh, add that what a rewarding experience this has been for me. I think, you know, um, I, I certainly had a, my own vision for the, the film, but as, as a writer-director, I really have to step back and I wanted to let everyone who's featured in that film bring their own light uh, to the to the universe, to the world. Really, that was my 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 main goal. And I I want to credit um, Ellen Rontel, who's a Chicago Help Initiative volunteer, longtime volunteer, with inspiring the name of the film. I have a name because she's mm. an artist, and we feature her in the film, showing her uh, charcoal portraits of the guests of the Chicago Help Initiative, those experiencing need and homelessness. So her exhibit was called I Have a Name, and that's part of um, our film, and it really, here we have another full circle moment. Outstanding. Um, Heather? Yeah, I definitely want to echo um, Lucia and Jackie's comments about um, 
you know, it's truly been a gift to be a part of this project and to be able to participate not just on the set during filming, but having the insights of being able to volunteer with Chicago Help Initiative for so many years. Um, you know, thanks to um, Jackie for um, kind of roping me in to this project. <laughs> I think that... <laughs> Um, I, I, one more, I'd just like to add one more thought about um, how the Chicago Help Initiative and partners have really been able to expand their services in the midst of um, COVID-19. And, you know, knowing that there are thousands of meals being delivered um, every week to various shelters and nonprofit organizations and churches. I mean, and we're literally talking about north side, south side, west side, and when you see how expansive these new services are and how the organization and partners just haven't missed a beat, um, they're truly doing so much to help those that really need it right now Um, and trying to bring more volunteers to the table to drop off meals. Like, I've been able to get a few friends involved and dropping off meals every week, and, you know, hopefully this effort will continue to grow. Uh, you know, the, the, the you. amount of meals, that it, it's just, it, it's uh, it's amazing to me because, you know, I grew up in a small town and I just trying to do a little of the math in my head and I'm thinking that 3,200, 3,500, that's about as many meals as the whole school system in, in my hometown served in a week. <laughs> You know, the, through the through the lunch program, and you're uh, you're getting people to drop them off and and distribute them to the people that need them. That's a that is yeah. absolutely remarkable. Uh, what a what well, a uh, just a pivot. It's point a joy to, to know that other term. people care. Yeah. Um, but I just also wanted to say one more thing about the virtual mm-hmm. premiere. I think it the fact that this is the twentieth um, year anniversary of Chicago Health Initiative, and that that there is this virtual fundraiser. It's really um, uncanny that the film is premiering, you know, in this virtual space and environment, but people are still going to be able to participate and interact, um, and hopefully it will be, like, just a very moving experience for um, everyone who gets to watch uh, in the next 10 days. Uh, Thursday, October 22nd, 7 p.m. till 8.30 p.m. Central Time, the uh, world premiere of the uh, new documentary film, I Have a Name. Find out how you can attend uh, online at chicagohelpinitiative.org. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be looking forward to that. Well, I want to I want to thank the Bravehearts for joining us today. I want to thank you, uh, the, the Bravehearts, uh, representing the mm-hmm. Chicago Help Initiative and the uh, uh, In My Brother's Shoes and you know the, the, your 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 businesses that uh, that 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 make this happen. Uh, we've been talking today uh, about the Chicago Help Initiative and the world premiere of the film I Have a Name with Jacqueline Hayes, Lucia Morrow, and Heather Edson. Remember to check out BraveHeartsForKids.org and please consider donating now. And if you are interested in our virtual mission building workshops uh, or uh, retreats, email me at missionspecialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Please plan to join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central Time. You can work out your own time zone. Next week, we're going musical 
uh, with the, the Goodness Tour and the Freedom Song and uh, how you can get on board. I think you're going to want to be uh, with us for that one, too. So remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 